Do you need to get attention with prospects or are you looking to build an amazing experience for your clients? On today's episode, you'll discover a strategy that smart companies are using to get an amazing open rate on their campaigns. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow so they can give. I love this time of year. While we're all working to salvage what we can out of 2020, it's critical that we also consider our strategy going into 2021. As I work with leadership teams, helping them develop growth strategies and plans, I'm encouraged by the energy and focus I see as companies are working to craft a path to the future. While the changes in the market have been significant and sometimes scary, they are also opening up new opportunities for growth. As a listener to the Revenue Growth Podcast, I want to commend you for being committed to finding new ways to grow. In the coming weeks, I'll be announcing an exciting initiative to help drive growth. I think you're absolutely going to love it, so stay tuned for details. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Nick Runyon. He's a fellow Forbes contributor and the CMO of PFL.com. Nick is an accomplished executive with 20 years of experience in developing and implementing marketing strategies that drive fast and scalable growth. As the Chief Marketing Officer of PFL, he is responsible for guiding global brand strategy and awareness as the company continues to pioneer and lead the new tactile marketing automation category. How do you guarantee incredible open rates on your campaigns? Nick shares real-world stories about how companies are using dimensional mail to get through to their prospects. You'll hear about ways that tech companies get through the clutter with creative direct mail tactics. And if you sell to companies with buying teams, you'll learn how to deliver a message to the buying team so it's not corrupted in translation as it passes through the organization. You'll also discover several interesting use cases for dimensional mail. I know you're going to get a lot of ideas out of today's conversation, so grab a pen and a notepad and let's get ready to learn from Nick after a word from our sponsors. Nick, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is a this is going to be a very engaging discussion, and and I love the um, unique approach that we're going to have in this conversation today, especially in a world where when we say marketing nowadays, you know, it's just assumed that marketing is digital, but marketing is well, yeah, some of it's digital, but not all of it, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And um, it is synonymous. Uh, and I think there's a lot of reasons why like uh, digital has led 
the way, you know, the last 20 whatever years. Um, I mean, it's a marketer's dream to be able to throw a dollar into Google, measure cost per click, conversion rates, click through rates. I can like, I can tweak everything, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. so there's, it's a lot of power there, but I think there's, uh, there's something else that's available to us. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, even in, in today's world, of course, you know, where we've all become two dimensional, uh, I often laugh. I've, you know, I've been in zoom meetings where I've had to pinch myself and go, that's actually another human being on the other side of the thing. While, while we're in this two dimensional digital world, the reality is that the buyers are actual physical human beings. <laughs> you know, they're actual uh, physical, uh, tangible people and uh, there is a massive role for physical, tangible objects inside marketing, especially in today's world, right? For sure. Um, and I think that people think about physical marketing. I mean, specifically, I'm just going to draw a spotlight on direct mail. It's uh, the space that we play in. Mm-hmm. They think about that as old I think about it as old. Mm-hmm. It's siloed. Um, that world is changing. That's something I'm really excited about. As a, you know, going on 20 years of digital marketing, I'm really excited about the integration of the digital and physical that's possible today. It is exciting. And, and you know, it's inside Revenue Growth Engine, we talk a lot about client experience, looking at the buyer experience before the sale, the client experience after the sale that facilitates cross-sell revenue. And if you think about that experience, um, there are a lot of creative ways that you can integrate, um, you know, tangible (laughs) goods, real things uh, to help enhance the experience. So I'm curious when it comes to, you know, the early stages of the funnel, when you look in awareness and, and, you know, interest, consideration, those early stages of the funnel, even when you get to intent, how are you seeing, what are some creative ways you're seeing people using direct mail gifts and different things like that in the top of funnel right now. Well, I think um, some of the most creative ways are the most effective. You know, those are, those two things kind of go hand in glove a bit. And right. you have to we have to think about. I'm, I'm gonna I don't wanna dwell too much on like our current environment. I'm sure every conversation <laughs> yeah, right, starts this way. But like now read, more than ever. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. There's um, some truth to that, right? And I think this is this well, discussion is is related to that. Well, New York Times had this article in August and I just keep going back to it because it was actual data, you know, so it right. matches the anecdotal experience that we've all had. But um, our time in social media, digital channels, personally has increased nearly 30%. And so we're just in an already cluttered digital environment in, you know, my professional life and my mm-hmm. now add an increase in my personal life. It's just, it's just a lot. And so what we're seeing as both effective and really creative is whenever we can identify through, you know, any number of ways using a MarTech marketing technology stack, you know, mm-hmm. website visits, any kind of intent. And I, if I can register intent with one of my prospects and I know that they're aware, I know that they're maybe considering, um, I can deliver to them a physical experience that really cuts through all that clutter and captures attention. Um, you know, yesterday I got home 
uh, it's it's snowing in Montana today where I live. All right, and congratulations. Yeah, well, it's a little bit early for us. <laughs> for the next eight months, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that kicks off like ski season preparation for us. Right. I get home yesterday and there's a box on the porch that ah. my kids had brought in. And as soon as and it had my name on it, you know, so uh, as I walk in the door, get home from work and it's like, let's open the box. Like what's inside the box. They've been waiting for hours for me to get home from work. And uh, we open it up and it was like, it was a, a fleece that I bought for my wife, you know, like, mm-hmm. but um, in that moment, like, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not getting interrupted by pop-up ads. I'm not checking text messages. Uh, one of which just came in, so I'm gonna put this away. Um, <laughs> it consumes our experience uh, unboxing that package and seeing yeah. what's inside, and that is the type of opportunity that marketers have to cut through kind of the rest of the digital clutter. Because when something gets delivered to my door, I'm gonna look at it. I I. I like to say we open a hundred percent, it's a hundred percent open rate. You open a hundred percent boxes that get delivered by <laughs> right. Amazon, you know, or whatever. So if it's got your name on it. I'm getting a knife and I'm going to cut through the tape. That's right. I think that's so good. That's such a, a great picture because, you know, obviously uh, I love John Farrar, CEO of Nimble, founder of Goldmine CRM years ago. He, he, he told me, he said, my, email inbox is a slaughterhouse. I thought that was the best, you know, you just go through just like throw, delete, 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 delete. How fast can I delete? And, and I would say, you know, to some degree, my mailbox for, you know, is at some level, you know, it's, it's a slaughterhouse, but if there is an actual box sitting on my front porch, if I go to the UPS store to check my uh, mail, right. And there's, they hand me a box it immediately evokes like this image of Christmas. <laughs> got <laughs> Christmas, right? I got to unwrap, and um, you know, and we all have primnesia, right? We forget what we ordered from Amazon, <laughs> and you go, "Oh yeah, I ordered that fleece. Awesome, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted." Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I think that there is a huge. Um, I've been reading, and, and actually, I just posted the uh, the book review of that key takeaways of Jesse Cole's book, "Find Your Yellow Tux." And, uh, you know, he was the guy that took the Savannah Banana baseball team. He actually rebranded it. They were going broke. They were dying uh, because baseball is so boring, uh, you know, uh, in, in all, you know, all love and respect to people who are baseball fans. I know the World Series is going on right now or as this podcast release is probably, you know, probably wrapping up. But, you know, all, all due respect to, to baseball fans, the vast majority of the world Thinks baseball is slow and boring. So, what do you do? How do you how do you change it? Well, you make it fun, right? You add, uh, you you turn it into a show. You make it a fun experience. And I think, you know, just as as Jesse says in this book, like business does not have to be boring. Professional does not mean it's not fun. In fact, professional is fun. And you know, when you get whatever that is, when you open that box in that moment of anticipation you've got like this incredible opportunity to create an experience in a world where, I mean, we're just not getting very many experiences anymore. I don't get to go out to eat. I don't get to, you know, do all the things I used to do. So how valuable right now is that experience of the box? I think you're really onto something here. 
I think um, something that's important to remember, and you, you know, the basis of your question was like, what are some creative things? Mm-hmm. Um, and you you alluded to uh, the mailbox being a bit of a slaughterhouse. It's also not only is the World Series going on, but it's also voting season. Right. I mean, I, yes. I get I, I get so much political mail in our mailbox at home mm-hmm. right now. And so I think that kind of some of those foundational truths of marketing really mm-hmm. still apply. And we want to encourage people to go kind of beyond the act of sending. It's not just about putting a gift in a box and getting it to somebody. It has to connect the dots. You have yes. to create experience. Yes, good. And what creates that experience is value, delivering value. Yes, it's fun. Yes, it's creative. But it also helps solve a problem that I have. I am busy you are busy. Mm-hmm. I don't need just more crap on my desk. What I need is to know that you can help move my business forward or, or can come in line with the goals that I'm trying to reach. So that's, I think that's a key element there. So what are some of the best, let's tell some stories here. Like what are some sure. of the best stories you've seen with companies coming up with ideas? I know you've got <laughs> dozens in your, your toolkit, uh, but what are some of the best stories you've seen as of late in terms of making that Connection. You know, we work with a lot of software and tech companies uh, mm-hmm. as customers. Um, cybersecurity, if you think about cybersecurity, really kind of the value proposition, the promise is the same. So how do you differentiate? Like, I'll keep you more than 100% safe. Like, it's just, right. I want safety. <laughs> really, 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 really safe. Right, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I can get, you know, some combination of nines behind the decimal point. Right. Like, at some point, it's like, it's a commodity, if I can say that. Mm, yeah. We had a, we had a customer, um, Arcsan, that sent a, uh, it's, we call it dimensional mail when it's, you know, bigger than a flat envelope. Mm-hmm. So it was a small box. It was very cost effective. Um, but inside that was a postcard. It had some marketing messaging on it and a blacklight pen. And it was a pretty simple kit that we put together. When you opened it and you took the pen and you shine it on the card in invisible ink, what started to show up and what it said was you miss 100% of the opportunity of the risks that you can't identify. Huh. And it's like, that's fun, clever, memorable, beautiful. If I'm competing in a market that's difficult to differentiate, that just set me apart. And uh, that was one of their most productive uh, campaigns that they did with us, had incredible triple-digit ROI. So um, I I thought that was really, really clever. And that's a great example of taking kind of your value proposition, matching it with an experience, delivering relevant marketing messaging in that Mm -hmm. moment. And you've captured attention. Right. What are you going to do with that moment? Yeah, that's really, really good. I love that. And I think, um, what about during the sales, you know, during the sales process, you know, obviously you get involved in a deal, there's multiple um, decision makers, and obviously multiple uh, competitors involved in these deals. How, what are some, what are some examples of how companies are using, um, I love this concept of dimensional mail, that's good, um, to, um, to get noticed, to stand out from the pack and really make their value value proposition points. Yeah, I think I think deeper in the sales cycle, what's important to remember is um, kind of the buying group that you're speaking to. So often your point of contact is um, going to have some level of influence on the buying decision. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. it's the decision maker. When that's not the case, sometimes your deal can stall, mm-hmm. and uh, something that 
sales, I mean, we've experienced this, but I think most sales teams run into this challenge is how do I deliver um, that message in a way that it's not corrupted in translation as it gets passed through the organization? Mm. And, and there's some, I think some pretty clever ways that we've seen that happen. So um, one of those is like video cards. Mm-hmm. So uh, when um, delivering like marketing material, um, sales decks, maybe mm-hmm. uh, recording a video, uh, the video gets shown. So mm-hmm. your nonverbals, your verbals, you know, everything gets passed uh, along and the integrity of that message is um, translated quickly and easily and effectively. Um, there's been some of our customers that have done really creative things with video cards, kind of, you know, sales presentation starts when you open the lid, but that's a great way to put something in the hands of your contact to take to maybe an executive level decision maker and get them involved in the process as well. Um, I think uh, right along with that, uh, we have in our own process, we've developed, um, this whole space that we talk that we're talking about, we call tactile marketing automation, and so TMA is our acronym nice. for that. Very nice. So we built a TMA idea book. So if you're talking to a sales leader or maybe a marketing team, and you want to, uh, these questions that you're asking me are the ones that we get all the time in our own yeah. process. And so if uh, to help kind of accelerate the deal uh, for PFL, we've mm-hmm. created a very nice kind of bound book that's almost like a catalog of different ideas and plays and you know sequence flows and things Mm -hmm. uh, use cases that's a really valuable piece of information so it's helping my customer be successful i'm asking you to buy this software to help integrate direct mail as part of your overall customer journey Mm -hmm. and i'm giving you this product that helps this book that shows here's some great ideas that are proven here's what you can expect in terms of roi it helps to kind of anticipate and answer all of the questions that they or others on their team might have. And I, I think one of the measures of success that I'm always looking for is that customers have received that and they said, we wanted to build the same thing for us. Can you help us do that? You know, so yeah. anytime, uh, you know, I'm, I'm flattered by uh, being copied. So that's, that's great. I'm happy to help other customers put those types of things together. So you actually send your clients, your prospects, a book, a literal physical book, not a PDF download, not a, you know, print it and forget it. You actually send them a book that's going to sit on their desk, on their shelf. That's brilliant. And, and it does sit on their desk because when we re-released it in 2020, we had Mm -hmm. some people that called us and said, Hey, I've got last year's right here on my desk. (laughs) Can I get the (laughs) updated version? It's like, sure. Yeah, we'll do that. That is really, really cool. You talk about uh, remarkable customer experiences. And I noticed um, just one of the ideas, because you've got some of your playbook on your website at pfl.com is uh, that you actually have an old school view master that experience you got to tell me about that because you just swept me right back to my childhood i just revealed my age well i mean that's that's part of uh that's part of the deal there is that there's really nostalgia you know right so um i think most of them were red with i think a yellow trigger you know and uh yeah yeah it's for for those that aren't watching us on video i'm holding my hands (laughs) up to my eyes but it's like this little red thing it was the the white discs with film in it you know and yeah. as you click it it just goes around um sending something like that does bring up 
some of those good feelings from childhood and you yeah. know what a, what a great not only the experience of receiving something like that which is pretty uh-huh. fun to interact with but you want to talk about focused attention when i'm looking through a viewmaster <laughs> right. like, i've got zero distractions <laughs> i am like it's literally tunnel vision on whatever message i want to deliver to somebody oh that's brilliant that's just great i, I love the creativity behind all this because you know we think and and i you know I can tell you're a marketing gadget nerd like me. I mean, we love all the technology and all the platforms, but um, you know, just like there's zoom fatigue, uh, we've all got zoom fatigue. You know, I think there's some fatigue in just some of these digital marketing strategies. So actually to mix in and put something in somebody's hand is, is brilliant. I was thinking earlier today about um, a friend of mine who runs a, uh, uh, it's a talent acquisition business, right? They do recruiting and it's high end recruiting for SaaS companies and all of that. And, um, and when it was 10 years ago and I still remember this story, I mean, when we started our relationship, I opened my mail, there's a box. I open the box in the box is a beautiful cigar in a tube, a little card that says, here's to our new relationship and a box of matches with his logo on it. And it was just, you know, it doesn't even matter if you enjoy cigars. That's what you hand out when a new baby's born and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I, and, and I thought even back then, I still remember that 10 years later. And, you know, to go, okay, what can we do to create an amazing, memorable client experience that connects to value um, you know, I don't know how well this cigar connected to value, but I thought great things about Scott while I smoked it. So, uh, you know, and I still remember that I, I love this idea. And, and then there's just the saying, thank you, right. Saying, thank you. How many times do we just forget neglect to say thank you? And, and there's some, what are some of the most creative ways you've seen people saying thank you in this space as of late? You know, I think um, Salesforce is a great customer of ours. Uh, we love working with that team. There's some very creative uh, marketers over there. And um, more on the customer user journey side of things. Um, mm-hmm. So we're always looking for opportunities. To where can I take intent data or knowledge about my customer based on my CRM, my profile, whatever, however I'm gathering that, that data and how can I use that to create an experience? Cool. So they, they are delivering um, like marketing champion kits. And if you look, you know, on any social media platform for hashtag marketing champion, you're going to see people are posting these all over the place. Whenever uh, somebody completes a trailblazer certification, which is their, you know, marketing certification for Salesforce marketing cloud, Mm-hmm. they're building and delivering these kits uh, in a personalized one-to-one experience to say, thank you. There's really? swag in there. They're yeah. celebrating the person's accomplishment mm-hmm. and they're doing this in such a way that is, you know, really people's responses to take photos of it, to lay it out on their desk, to post it on social media, to say thank you in return. Yeah. Talk about a great um, community building experience. You know, it's just you're resourcing your community to push your own business objectives forward. I think think that's a great example of how you can use that moment to celebrate your customer's success and say thank you at the same time. And then the elements within those kits are personalized based on what they know about their user, which 
I think is brilliant. So maybe, you know, you get a cigar because um, social media profiles or whatever, like yeah. I know that it's something that you That's would enjoy. Right. But rather than batching and blasting these experiences, which is somewhat effective still, I would, right. I'll, I'll say that if you personalize it and what we've really tapped into is how do I create one-to-one experiences that are leveraging, you know, my customer data yeah. and then scale that across your entire organization. And by the way, we price it at the scale price, mm-hmm. but you get to deliver the one-to-one experience to people. So that's yeah. oh, brilliant. That's, I think, a great way to say thanks and uh, build goodwill and word of mouth and all of the good things that come out of a great customer experience. So many great ideas here. And I know all of our listeners' minds are spinning right now in terms of, wow, what could we do to, to you know, t- turn this two-dimensional world into something more tangible? Um, as we wrap up, another uh, huge use case here is renewals, companies that have renewal periods. Um, not a bad idea to send something out before the renewal, <laughs> before the nasty gram that says you owe us more money, right? Yeah. Uh, what are, what are some of the things you're seeing done in terms of, by the way, I think this is a great intersection of marketing automation as well, because it's going to trigger that, right? We've got a contract renewal coming up. So 30 days before, two weeks before, whatever, we're going to drop, you know, this in the mail. What are, what are some p- things people are doing to um, generate some goodwill before the, uh, the annual invoice <laughs> turns up? Yeah, I think this is a huge area of opportunity. Uh, we have a pretty robust MarTech stack at PFL. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of vendors that are on my list. Um, I can count on one finger the number of quarterly business reviews I've had this year. Ooh. It's not good. On one <laughs> finger? <laughs> I, I've had one. Did I've everybody been... hear that? This is a huge... <laughs> Huge. Oh, we, I mean, we, there's a whole chapter in Revenue Growth Engine about this because it is so big. So you can count on one finger the number of quarterly business reviews you've had. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I am the decision maker. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm the CMO. Like, right. You should probably be engaging with me before I'm 30 days out from our renewal, you know? So oh, I, I think, uh, especially in the SaaS space, I mean, companies that are, are, um, really doing this well they're not only building in those triggers for their you know customer success teams to mm-hmm. call well in advance and stay um, in touch but you mentioned it through marketing automation the marketing team can take um, have a role in that journey as well and so what we're doing for our customers is we're building out um, renewal campaigns that begin nine months out nice. so if you're on a one-year contract like this is not a renewal campaign. This is just your experience. Mm-hmm. I'm delivering to you things that and digitally and physically, and then we blend those experiences together. But I want to help you continue to onboard well. I want to give you tips for success. I want to be mining for opportunities for improvement. I want to know where you or your team are having challenges and how I can help resource those. I want to send you things that are going to help you do that better. So that by the time the renewal conversation comes around, uh, we've already established this cadence and now it's 60 days, 30 days out, 15 days out. Now I'm engaging again, probably at a more, like in a more critical way and a more mm-hmm. specific intentional way around renewal, but it's not unexpected. It's not a surprise. It's not where have you been for 12 months, you know? Right. Right. 
And I think that's a great opportunity. Oftentimes, automation comes at the sacrifice of personalization. Mm-hmm. But if I've built this cadence and this experience around your success, I can I can get a pretty high level of automation around that idea mm-hmm. for each individual customer. And it doesn't feel automated, I guess is right. the point I'm yeah. trying to make there. Yeah. Um, but it helps to, I mean, it helps to support the business and keeps us moving forward and helps keep our customers successful. Ah, it's so good. And, you know, we've already said we weren't going to say now more than ever, but I'm just going to say now more than ever, right? I mean, you're coming, I believe that 2021 is going to be a make or break year for a lot of businesses. And so what are you doing, you know, to protect your base? Well, do quarterly business reviews, (laughs) but also find, find creative ways to stay in front of them and you know, show gratitude. This, this has been such an enlightening conversation, Nick. I'm so excited for all that you're doing right now. I look forward to learning more. I can't wait to have the book sitting on my desk. I know many people in the podcast are going to want the book on their desk as well. Uh, but seriously, this, um, I, I knew this was going to be a good conversation, but I'm, my mind is spinning now with ideas. And, uh, so, Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank, thank you for all that you're doing right now to help companies drive success. Thanks for uh, having us on. It's been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Awesome, Nick. And thank you to everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. As I say every week, it is so cool to be a part of a community of sales and marketing professionals that are dedicated to driving and thriving. And as we say on the C-Suite Radio Network, this is the time to drive and thrive. This is the time to get creative, to make sure we're doing everything that we need to do to ensure that we can drive net new business and cross-sell more to our current clients. So I want to encourage you, keep at it. Uh, Make sure to join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays now at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific for Revenue Growth Live on Facebook and YouTube where we'll answer your questions and have an interactive discussion. And until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.